Hey everybody, welcome to episode 16 of Anything Flows. My name is Adrian Noriega and today's episode is about putting the work into breath work. So for those of you that don't know or haven't listened to this podcast already, I am a health and wellness coach and I'm also a yoga teacher. So my background, I went to college, U of A for nutritional science, so I understand the nutrition and the exercise science. But as a yoga teacher, I also really focus when I'm coaching on mental and emotional health through mindfulness practices. If you want to learn a little bit more about mindfulness, go back to episode five of this podcast where I talk about the the mental and the physical benefits of practicing mindfulness. Today's episode is going to be more focused on specific breathwork techniques that you can do and that don't require a lot. Um, so let's get into it. So the reason I coach and educate and help people to form practices around mindfulness and breathwork, meditation, yoga, all that is because it's super important. In Western culture here in the US, we really pride ourselves on our healthcare system, but we're really only seeing a rise in chronic illnesses and people are only getting sicker. We tend to see and treat conditions rather than the person as a whole and understanding maybe that they might be neglecting their stress and their trauma and that might be what's contributing to more more prescription drugs, higher blood pressures, autoimmune conditions, mental health disorders. So we put a lot of pressure in modern day today to exert our bodies and our minds at the expense of our health. And that's why one in four people worldwide will experience a mental health condition at some point in their lives. And this is only rising, especially among our youth. And that can just lead to to coping strategies that aren't healthy for us, like using substances or having addictions so it's really important you know to practice mindfulness to not only prevent all of this and use it as a preventative method but i think to really optimize your health to to understand yourself a little bit more to be able to coach yourself so i'm going to go through five specific breathwork techniques that you can use and again these are relatively easy. I know that not everything is always that simple, but this can be as simple or as complicated or as extravagant, I guess, as you you want it to be. So one of the reasons that I, like I said earlier, with the mental health challenges that we, we struggle with today, depression and anxiety or any other kind of mental health conditions really do have a significant impact on our physical health. And that's why as a coach with my background, when I, you know, studied nutrition and exercise, I still felt like there was so much that I could do to help people, you know, and that nutrition and exercise weren't enough and understanding your macros and your VO2 max and all that. Really working on mindfulness, being present, and letting go of what no longer serves us to allow for opportunities to come in or for just allow for acceptance to to come in easier that compassion and and that gratitude can be really helpful so 
if you're struggling with depression and anxiety, maybe you also, you know, suffer from your sleep being affected. That obviously affects your physical health. You feel more tired, you have less energy, you're impaired cognitively, you have even a weakened immune system. Sleep is when your body recovers. So if you're suffering from mental health conditions and you're not getting the sleep that you need, you're not recovering. So like I said, you have weakened immune system and that can lead to chronic stress. And it's really hard to make adaptations like losing weight or building body uh, lean muscle mass if you're chronically stressed. You might see changes in your appetite or your weight because maybe you're under eating or overeating, you're coping with food. You know, there, there's so many different reasons why those can be affected. And just overall chronic health conditions that can be caused by depression and anxiety or other mental health conditions like cardiovascular disease, diabetes. Obviously, it's not a direct correlation, but some can be super impacted like GI disorders or IBS, stomach aches, nausea, Crohn's disease. These things can be caused by the stress that we're, you know, and the suffering that we're causing ourselves. But we also have the power to change that and to optimize our health through practices that are related to mindfulness. So what is mindfulness? I really like this definition, which is mindfulness is focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations in a non-judgmental way. I think that last piece there about being it being in a non-judgmental play, way is super important. I I feel like I when I'm coaching people and we talk about these practices, even journaling, it can be really intimidating. People are are sometimes afraid to sit with those feelings, and you have to remind yourself that sometimes you have to sit with those feelings and look at them through a third party perspective, and you don't have to attach yourself to them. You can learn to. Let your body know, let your mind know that you're safe and that maybe that coping mechanism or that, that kind of reaction did serve a purpose before, but you don't need it anymore. It no longer serves a purpose and you can let it go. So I think, again, just it being non, non-judgmental and just accepting how you're feeling and how you're thinking and what you're feeling physically too, just being aware of that and acknowledging it is super important. So we also, I feel like, tend to live in three different time zones. We're here in the present moment right now, but we're also thinking about the past, things that we should have done or shouldn't have done. You know, what would have been different? Maybe things would have been differently if this was, if this had happened instead. And then we're also thinking about the future. What's going to happen if we do this or don't do this? We're making our to-do list. We're creating scenarios. And it's supernatural for for our brain to do that. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you because your mind races that way. But I always explain mindfulness as a muscle that you're training. Just like when you're going to the gym, you're lifting weights or you're sprinting on the treadmill, you're specifically training to get stronger, to deal with that stress again, to be better at handling that that weight, that movement, that that speed, being able to go faster. It's the same thing with mindfulness. You're training yourself, training that muscle of mindfulness to be able to come back to the present moment and be able to take action here in this present moment versus 
thinking about things that haven't even happened yet or things that you no longer have control over that, again, don't serve you to continue to ruminate on. So it's not about emptying your mind. It's about just being aware of what you're experiencing in this time zone, in this present moment, and just building that muscle, flexing it so that way when you're practicing, you're, you're strengthening it so that way in day-to-day when you're stressed at work, you're stressed in a meeting, in a presentation, whatever it is, picking up the kids, whatever, you, because you've strengthened it, because you've taken that time to practice, you can come back to the present moment so much easier. And again, take action with what you can and get out of that, that suffering that you're causing yourself. It doesn't have to be super long. It just has to be consistent. A daily practice ideal, ideally is going to be where you find the most benefit. The key is to, to just cultivate a focused, non-judgmental awareness of the present moment regardless of one's physical position or anything like that. You can be in the car. You can be walking. It's just about, again, strengthen that muscle to be like, to say that I don't need to think about the future. Those are scenarios that my brain is making up to protect me in case I, you know, come in contact with a threat of some kind, uh, you know, being in front of people, dealing with this kind of person or having this reaction. Your brain wants to prepare you for threats, but you have to practice mindfulness to let your brain and body know that you're safe and there are no threats. So let's go through the five practices, the five breathwork practices that I find the most helpful. And hopefully one of these resonates with you. And I really encourage you to find somewhere in your day where you can add this in. Again, it doesn't have to be long, three, five minutes, set a timer, pull up a YouTube video, look it up on Spotify. There's so many options. And if you guys need more support with figuring that out just reach out to me on instagram at coach adrian underscore or you can email me all my information is going to be in the show notes including the episode from uh, episode five where i talked more about mindfulness so check that out so that way you can get those resources so the first one that i really like is belly breath or belly breathing so what you do is you place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly As you're inhaling and exhaling, you'll notice the movement of air going in and out. As you inhale, your chest expands, your belly expands, and you kind of feel that that more pressure going into the palms. And you're just noticing that mind-body connection as you breathe. And as you're breathing with any of these, maybe noticing the cool air entering the nostrils and traveling down your, your trachea into the lungs and then expanding the diaphragm and maybe noticing if it travels to other places you know if you notice that it moves other parts of your body maybe your shoulders relax more maybe you start to notice that you're you're tensing in your forehead so relaxing that and then coming back to the present moment and then your mind's going to wander as you're doing this that's okay it's going to happen but the point of meditation the point of breath work the point of these practices is to flex that muscle and bring it back to the present moment. It's it's that simple. I we I think don't do it because we're not getting maybe immediate satisfaction or, or gratification from it, but we really are. There's so many benefits to 
doing a breath work practice that you get immediately after your heart rate your resting heart rate decreases your blood pressure decreases i feel like i'm getting fresher oxygen into my body into my brain i think more clearly i feel like i'm more refreshed a 20 minute nap is pretty equivalent to five minutes of breath work you your brain waves i believe it's delta waves you have delta or whichever brain waves while you sleep and that helps your brain to restore and repair and your body to restore and repair and the same thing happens when you practice breath work so it's super powerful and again like when we when i mentioned earlier like sleep is when you're you're resting and you're recovering it's super essential a lot of us don't get enough sleep i saw somewhere that the average person let's say they live to 72 years old they will sleep 200,000 hours which is 23 years that's tw- like 23 whole years of sleep of your entire life that's how important it is that's how much time it takes so imagine if you also practice breath work 3 minutes a day 5 minutes a day like how impactful that would be so again deep belly breath or just belly breathing one hand on the heart one hand on the belly noticing the movement coming in and out of the body noticing that mind body connection and just noticing where you can soften a little bit as you exhale i i feel like when you inhale it's it's an opportunity to come back to the present moment and then when you exhale it's an opportunity to just relax a little bit more to let go of maybe those spots where you're still holding tension maybe the shoulders the eyebrows the forehead the fingers wherever maybe it's just in general in your mind use those exhales elongate them to allow you to release the second breathwork technique is very similar to the third but the second one is four seven eight so with this one you can have the hands on the belly and chest just if you if you still want to do that but you're focusing on counting your breath so you inhale for four seconds you hold that at the top for seven seconds and then you slowly exhale for eight seconds like you're blowing out through a straw and then you repeat you can do this again for three to five minutes like always noticing gently when the mind has wandered and bringing it back to the present moment you're going to repeat that over and over again and that's doing it right so don't be discouraged if you feel like your mind keeps wandering you're doing it right so inhale for four hold for seven exhale for eight the third one is called box breathing and this one you're imagining a box on the top as you go along you inhale for four as you go down you hold for four as you come back across you exhale for four and then you come up and you hold for four again so inhale hold exhale hold and you just repeat that again three to five minutes sometimes i like to pull up a youtube video of box breathing so i can visually see a little dot moving around a box instead of having to count and sometimes they have like cool visuals that kind of help you to focus on filling your lungs and, and having full deep breaths and then exhaling it out slowly there's a lot of research and data to, to show that elongating your exhales shifts you into that parasympathetic or the parasympathetic uh, nervous system that rest and digest this is where we want to be to 
obviously get out of fight or flight, which we typically are living in all day. The fourth breathwork technique is called a physiological sigh. And if you look up Andrew Huberman on YouTube or podcasts, he explains it really well too. And and some of the, he has a similar episode like this one about breathwork techniques and mindfulness. And I really like the physiological sigh because it's, it's even easier than the other three. You inhale through the nose twice and then you exhale it out. So sometimes you might like see a dog kind of do that. And it's really just kind of allowing you to just like sigh it out, like, like physiologically sighing. That's why, like, if you've ever been to a yoga class before, there's, you know, we, as, as a teacher, sometimes all cue students to audibly exhale and almost kind of make it dramatic, like really just letting the mind know that we can let go. We can relax. This is the safe space that we can do that. So again, it's just two little inhales through the nose like that. And then I feel like it all, it just kind of melts things away. Obviously it's not going to cure everything, but if you, you know, just in that moment where someone's frustrated you, use that as your reaction or your response versus getting angry and lashing out and reacting in that kind of way. And then the last technique is just mindful counting. And this is something that I'll do when I am meditating. I'll, I'll, I, use, I use the app Headspace and they cue me to start out with just connecting to my breath, noticing it, not changing anything, and then doing a body scan. So just noticing how I feel starting at the top of my head and just going down my body and then coming back to the breath and then starting to count my breath. So as I inhale for one, I exhale two, inhale again three, exhale four, all the way up to 10, and then I repeat. My mind definitely wanders and I bring it back. Sometimes I go past 10 and then I'm like, oops, and I bring it back to one. Or I'm on six and then it wanders and then I bring it back and I'm on seven. So again, you're just strengthening that muscle to come back to the present moment. So those are the five practices for breath work that I find most helpful. Again, these are super easy. All you need is your breath and all you need is your awareness. I feel like we don't do this enough, like I said earlier, because we maybe don't recognize that immediate gratification that we get, but focus on the delayed gratification, just like exercise. You don't go to the gym and work out and then expect to lose 10 pounds. You stay with it. You go, you're consistent with it to get those results. You're investing in it. So I, I really highly suggest adding this to your day, stacking it on top of a habit that you already have, or tying it to a trigger. You know, maybe every time you clock out or you go to lunch or you just have a break in your day, you can sit in your car before you leave work or when you get to work, find a time for you that you consistently already do so you can stack this habit on top. So if anybody has any questions, please reach out. I'd love to hear what you guys thought about the podcast, about these practices. If you do them already, you know, if you've been trying to figure out how to do them and let me know what other podcast episode topics you'd like me to cover. 
I want to have more guests. I really loved having Alexis on the podcast and talking about all things yoga. And there's a lot of really awesome yoga teachers at Studio Y that I want to collaborate with. Katie uh, also does sound bath classes and teaches yoga. So I want to have her on the podcast so we could talk about sound baths and sound healing. And that's something that I have, I mean, I've taken the classes with her and Alexis before and they were amazing, but I would like to just be able to share with, with you guys kind of the background of it. So you kind of know what it's all about and you can try it out for yourself. I think that would be awesome. So like I said, I just to kind of like, I guess, wrap everything up um, and just kind of give an update too on how things are going and, and where things are heading. So at this past month in August, I started teaching at Studio Y. It's been amazing. Like I just kind of threw myself in there and I absolutely love it. I, I don't even think I really get nervous, honestly. Like I really just have a great time teaching. I love showing up to do it, seeing who's in the class. You know, sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small but every class is an awesome experience and I absolutely love the path that has led me to teaching and I can see myself doing so much with it and that's that's really where my passion is. So another thing that I'll be starting is uh, teaching at I Am Wellness Studio also here in Yuma. So that'll be really exciting. I'll be able to practice giving classes in Spanish. I think that's just awesome because Everybody should have the opportunity to be able to practice and your your language or how you you know understand how to move through with your body shouldn't stop you from doing that. So that'll be definitely something that I'll have to practice and work on because it's something new, but something that again just I feel like aligns really well with me and what I want to do and what I want to provide for people. So, and of course, I'm also still coaching. That has, I mean, I'm Coach Adrian. So, October, I'll have two more spots open for one on one coaching. I typically do six months and one year coaching because I don't want quick fixes for you. I want to support you. And I know that there's going to be challenges. And I want this to be something that you get results that you can optimize on. I don't want to get you to your goal weight or whatever your goal is quickly and then just leave you to kind of fend for yourself and figure out how to recover and how to navigate everything. I want to support you through all four stages of of periodization, in-season, post-season, pre-season, off-season, all that. So if you want to know a little bit more about that, um, I'll include the application into the show notes here. And if you want to just reach out to me directly to set up that one-on-one consultation, it's completely free. I just talk to you about kind of just discussing like what your goals are. I talk to you a little bit more about what coaching looks like just to make sure it's a good investment for you because I don't want somebody to invest with me if I feel like you're not going to get the benefit. So I really care about investing in those who are investing in me and one of my clients earlier today said you you get what you invest into it and I think like that's why I want people who really are wanting to not just invest financially but invest true change into this and they're not looking for a quick fix so long story short I'm teaching I'm coaching I'm breathing love and life so let me know if you guys have any questions. Let me know how you enjoyed this episode. 
It's good to be recording another podcast. Again, I'm hoping to have more guests on the podcast, maybe doing this every month versus every week um, because of everything that I'm doing, but but we're doing it. So thank you all for listening. I hope that you practice these mindfulness techniques. And if you, again, have any questions, reach out.